turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. God wants you to live a life bigger than yourself, inspired by the vision he has for you. Sometimes we get stuck on our journey. We know something needs to change, but we don't know what or how. The question we must ask ourselves is, how do I break free from these limitations? To help you identify where you are on your journey to living big, Dr. Derek Greer has developed an assessment tool to reveal where you're stuck. Based on your individual results, this tool will identify the barriers keeping you from moving forward. Once you complete this free assessment, you'll be able to claim free a copy of Dr. Greer's brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big. To get started, visit CanILiveBig.com today. You were made to think big, too big, But tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow, yeah. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. Welcome to Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. We are so glad that you joined us today. We believe that the truth of God's Word will empower you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. As always, you can get this message and more at gracechurchva.org. Let's join Dr. Greer for today's Live Big message. Have you ever had someone ask you something only to have the worst part of you answer? Hey, one of your kids come up to you and, and they ask you for something and in your mind, it was like, well, what can I do for you, dear, you know, loved one? And, but the way it came out was, what do you want? <laughs> you ever just had an alternative part of you try to speak? And this was the case with this man. He growled, my name is legion because many demons had entered him the demon was speaking through him but the man had some level of control and he was trying to communicate to Jesus and he was saying Jesus I'm trapped in here master it's it's complicated I I have over a thousand deep-rooted, deeply entrenched, unresolved issues living deep down on the inside of my person. I think one of the best ways that I have ever described a, a demon is much like a dangerous hitchhiker. You let them in the car, and they might at first sit there harmlessly in the passenger seat for a while but get them a few miles and they'll eventually demand the wheel. And what will happen is you do what mama told you not to do, what daddy told you not to do, and it's like, oh, that wasn't so bad. You let them in the car and, 
Oh, they seem friendly, having conversation. Give it a couple miles. Give it a couple miles. And before long, he not only wants the car, he wants your life. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. Meaning Jesus had the authority to tell them exactly where to go. We can dig into that, but what I want you to notice is the demon was using this important, the man's voice. This is what the enemy is after, your voice. If he could just use your voice to drill things into your kids. If he could just use your voice to drill things into your spouse. If he could just use your voice to drill things into your own mind and your own See, the problem is demons do not have physical bodies. And and because they don't have physical bodies, they can't just speak. They need a body to speak. Just like God, he doesn't have a physical body. So we become the body of Jesus Christ. And he speaks through us. Does that make sense to you? Right now, if demons could speak, this whole room would be screaming, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. And, but, but the only thing they can do is kind of, I, I can't explain, where, where does God live that space between your thoughts? Where does the devil want to live in that space between your thoughts? And what he wants to do is keep injecting thoughts. And then, but what's tricky about him is he often injects his thoughts in the first person. He, he don't say, I'm the devil, and I want you to. That's not what he does. He whispers, I want X, Y, and Z. And you're like, oh, I must want X, Y, and Z. And here's the deal. If you don't know God's word, you don't know what to say to that thought. Uh, God's people perish for lack of knowledge. Let me tell you something. The last thing the devil ever wants you in is in a teaching church. He don't mind us getting our shout on. Now, we get our shout on here. We love the Lord. But I tell you, he wants you any place other than a place like this where you start learning God's word, what God says. So when the devil comes, you can wait and say, no, 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 no. This is done taught line by line. And I, I remember it's in the book. That don't line up. Wait, wait. Some of y'all say, I'm not sure. Let, let, me, let, me, let me help you for a minute. Jesus, perfect. He's in the wilderness. He's being tempted. He's hungry, the Bible said. It's natural when you're hungry to want some food. So the devil comes at him and says, well, you know what? You're the son of man, you know, uh, turn this stone into bread. He tries to get into Jesus' mind, take a natural need, and expand it beyond its proper boundary. And what the devil will do if you let him, if you don't know God's word, he'll take a normal desire. I could fill in the blanks with a million different things here. And stretch it beyond its proper order. And then leverage it against you. It's kind of like he's into Hapkido, Taekwondo, and Karate. All he can do is use our own weight against us. So it's natural to have desires for, uh, for food. But it's another thing when, when you start eating too much food and you're killing yourself. And, and your heart can't pump and you can't carry yourself into the next room. That, see, he'll take something normal. Now y'all know where I'm about to go and I'm trying not to because I'm trying to... Just why we're here. He'll take, it's normal for a man to want a woman or a woman to want a man, but then he'll enlarge and say, You got to have two. And then not only have two in different spaces, you need two at a time. 
And then it keep enlarging and enlarging and enlarging back to Jesus. Jesus was hungry. And the devil was putting thoughts in his head. And by the way, they went into Jesus' head. But he had the word of God in his heart. Scripture says, I hid the word in my heart that I might not sin against you. And because he had the word, he said, it is written, Satan. I will not live off of bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Even though it's a natural and healthy thing for me to want food, God's called me to fast in this season. And in this season, I'm not eating. Even though it's natural to have certain desires, if it ain't your season, let it alone. I'm preaching good here. What verse am I? I lost my place. 31, thank you. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. This is the way the devil operates. He begins by subtly speaking to you. But if you don't know God's word and you don't respond, he'll eventually start speaking for you. If you don't deal with that whisper, if you don't deal with it while it's a seed, you're going to eventually be owned and dominated by the thing you wouldn't deal with. I'm taking longer than I intended, but you're still with me? Can I go for another? Okay, 32. Now, a herd of many swine was feeding there on the mountain. Now, again, pigs are forbidden for Jews, uh, to Jews, and, and they shouldn't be herded in Israel. You, you, they shouldn't be there. By the way, there's some things that just shouldn't be in your life. I mean, okay, let me just keep reading now. And they begged him. Watch this. The demons know what they're doing. They begged him that he would permit them to enter them. It's important. The things God has told us to get out of our lives, but we let stay, become a landing plan for the adversary. What I need you to notice is that Jesus is about to permit them to enter the pigs. He's the same Jesus. Areas of your life you do not surrender. God has to let the devil work. He's a good God and a faithful God, but he's not codependent. And if it takes you hitting bottom, God said, well, you're just going to have to hit bottom. But I'm not changing my way. I'm not changing my truth to make it more comfortable for you. Stay with me. Herd of swines feeding shouldn't even be in Israel. Things shouldn't be in your life causing you all this trouble. <clears throat> oh, God. You're in this relationship. All this crazy stuff happening. You're like, why, God, why? He's like, you shouldn't even be in that relationship. I mean, how do you pray to get help to do something wrong? But, but here's the, the thing, you know, as a pastor... People are like, well, pray for me with this. Well, th th you need to repent first. Because God can't fix that. Until you do what's right, he, he can't make wrong right. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? Thank you. The Bible said he permitted them. You see, Satan is the Lord of sin. That's his dominion. That's his domain. So when we enter into it, we give him license. You see, sin is bad just because, but also it's bad because what it licenses and what it lets land in your life. Do you understand? So sin is not a holier than thou thing. It's real a practical thing. I don't want the devil in my affairs, so I don't want to do stuff and get in an affair. 
But here's the good news. Can I have 10 minutes? I'm just going to do 10 minutes. So. Okay. If we repent, though, and use the name above every name, this is the good news. God can change this. He can fix that. But you got to get that thing out of your life. God said he wants out of your life. And stop having his landing pad for the devil. You say, well, okay, I, I got my life pretty much ordered. But what about your attitudes? All that anger in your heart. He, Satan has a right to land in it, to enlarge your imaginations, to make it worse than, than it really is, to twist you and to poke you, to do angry and mean things. When you don't forgive and don't release, you gave him that right by virtue of your choice not to release. You say, well, um, they give me uh, medicine for high blood pressure. High blood pressure comes with a lot of reasons, sometimes hereditary, but, but just get the point. Well, God's like, I want to hear you, but the real issue is you're so mad at the world. Your heart beats the way it beats because it's in fight or flight mode all the time because of your thinking. Yeah, yeah. Now, if, if you change your thinking, I could deal with the disease. But if I fix the disease, it's just going to come back. Because of the way you think and the way you live. That's why you need teaching. That's why you need the word to change your mind, be renewed in your mind. So we can live this thing as we ought. Then the demon went out of the man and he entered into the swine. Mark tells us that there was about 2,000 pigs there. And uh, this is important. 2,000. 2,000. And what that shows us is the capacity, the amazing power that can exist in a human heart. This guy, 2,000 demons living on the inside. Now, if that's true about what the devil can do, then what about when the Holy Ghost lives on the inside? I mean, if Satan can do it for evil, what power might we have for good? The capacity of the human heart it's phenomenal and amazing. It said, and the herd ran violently down the steep place into the lake and drowned. This is the sad part. These are pigs rolled in the mud, eat filth. But they could not accept a demon on them. They couldn't accept a demon trying to get inside them. So the pig and his limited understanding, so let me, let me jump in this water, try to wash it off. But instead it drowned. You see, it's only humans that get so corrupt that we can learn how to accept an unclean spirit. Argue for our unclean spirit. Fight people trying to get rid of our unclean spirit. But a pig hadn't gone to first grade. It's like, I got to get this thing off. Ah. And there's some things we got to shake off and we got to recognize that's not God. That's filth. I'm not built for that. I wasn't born for that. Get thou behind me, Satan. Shoot. It's nasty. 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 Verse 34. Shoot, I still have five. I have about five more verses. All right. But you're learning? You're learning something? Okay. When those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. I mean, you know, this spread to the suburbs. I mean, 2,000 squealing pigs jumping into the, off a cliff into a lake. I mean, this is something to talk about. 
And when they heard the story, you know, all the people came out to see what had happened. You know, they wanted to see for themselves, you know, who is this guy that did this to all these pigs? And they came to Jesus and found the man whom the demon had departed sitting at the feet of Jesus. This is important. Jesus loved that man, cared about that man. In spite of the behavior and the brutality and the wrongness and the immoralities running around naked of that man. All Jesus wanted was to give him back his, his true dignity. To get him back to where he ought to be. God's not condemning you. He's trying to liberate and free you. That's his only goal. But then it adds, he was sitting at Jesus' feet, but he wasn't frothing at the mouth or anything. And in his right mind. This is a really important point. Our sanity is more connected to our spirituality than we ever imagined. Our minds weren't created for all this stress, all this mess, all this insecurity, all all this this worry. It wasn't created for all these negative chemicals going through our brain. It's like brains like, what is this you keep sending my way? And that's why it ain't functioning the way it should function and, and all t- because we weren't built for this. And since we weren't built for it, we shouldn't be surprised that we begin to break down mentally and otherwise. When we don't let God manage our, our thoughts and, and our minds and we don't recognize the devil for who he is. Then the Bible says, and they were afraid. Unfortunately, they they were more bothered and afraid due to the loss of the pigs than they were happy about the freedom of that man. And this often happens with, with people. And those who had seen it told them how the demon possessed man had been healed. He was given a blow by blow account. But watch this. Then all of the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked him. This is the sad part. They asked Jesus to depart from them. They knew they couldn't have both Jesus and the pigs in the same area. So they asked Jesus to leave. And many of us, we know we can't have Jesus and the pigs. We can't keep our swine and keep Jesus. If you have to choose between God's presence and between what God's presence forbids, what, ha- what would go on in our minds to ever choose pigs over the eternality, the sweetness of the presence of the Almighty God? All sin really is, is temporary insanity. It's just us not making no sense. Everyone at some point has to make a choice in all our lives. I don't know what your thing is. I don't know what your swine looks like. Someone's swine might be something going up their arm. Another person's swine might have something to do with a dress. Another person's swine might have to do with unforgiveness and anger. Another person's swine might be 
uh, their unwillingness to just love folk. The, the, all of us are different. But at some point, we got to make a choice between God and that thing. But this community chose that thing over God. So the question to you, what's your thing? What's the thing you keep choosing above the one who loves you, saves you, frees you, liberates you, empowers you? What is that wrong choice you keep making that keeps empowering the adversary to the degree that it has? I only have two more verses and I'm through. For they were seized with great fear. So Jesus got into the boat and returned. God loves you. But if you place more value on the swine, on that thing than him, he can't make you love him. He won't make you love him. It's like, if you choose to reject me, I'll let you do that. God is saying, hey, guys, I, 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 I want to be everything to you, but, but here's the thing. You keep making a choice for this thing over me. And for that reason, the areas in your life I'm no longer a part of. 38. Now, the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him. You see, when you taste the freedom that only Jesus can give, you never want to leave him. I mean, you really taste and you really see. I'm not talking about church. I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about know him and experience him. One, day, one moment you have a, thousands of demons on the inside. The next moment you're in your right mind, a sense of purpose and clarity, and, and you're not trying to kill yourself and harm yourself. And once you experience that from God, it's very hard, very hard to turn away. In fact, the, the only reason a sane person really could ever turn away, or, or permanently at least turn away from God, is because they, they must have never really knew. But if you know him, if you really, really know him, you just can't. It doesn't matter how attractive the thing is. It doesn't matter how much money's on it. I mean, we seem crazy to the world, but they, they, they crazy. But, you know, it, it's just that you haven't experienced it. I might not be able to really explain it to you, but, but the wonderful thing about God is he says, come taste and see that the Lord is good. If you want to experience it, you can experience it. And he's not cheap about the sharing. He's available to all. We're almost there, and we'll be done in just two minutes. And Jesus sent him his way, saying, hey, everyone can't be an apostle. He had 12 apostles with him. Everyone's not going to be a pastor, evangelist, you know. This is what I need you to do, though. Return to your own house. I want you to go back to your circle of friends. I need you to go back to people who knew you when. See, everybody, you know, everyone's not real interested in theology and all that, but, but you know, when you, they know who you used to be, but, but you, you come back and, you're, and there's a different look in your eyes and you're living, you're thinking, everything's different. They can't deny something must have happened. He said, go back to where folks knew how crazy you were. And when you go back there in your right mind, they're going to know some miracle must have happened in your life because I know how crazy you were. So return to your own house and tell what great things God has done. May your life preach more loudly than your lips. And he proclaimed, boy, he told it. 
Everybody that was scared of him before, he went to tell them the, the new message. And they couldn't believe it because they knew what he smelled like. He, they knew what he looked like. Some of them had been beat by him, chased by him. So, so he, they, they knew. He proclaimed throughout the whole city what great things Jesus has done for him. The simple thing I want to end with today is, man, let the change in your life open doors. Don't be ashamed of where you came from. Let the change in your life start a conversation. You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you are inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermutu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have, but until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. Life of Influence isn't achieved overnight. It's, it's built through consistent application of wisdom and hard work. In my brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big, I provide you with 120 bite-sized nuggets of insights on practical topics such as marriage and finances, as well as wisdom for personal growth and leadership development. Then I ask you some very penetrating questions to help you reflect and apply what you've learned. This book will stimulate self-examination and provide fuel for personal transformation. The best thing about it is I'm offering this book to you absolutely free. That's right. A free copy of 120 Minutes to Live Big mailed to you as a gift. I'll also give you 30-day access to my Growth Lab, a program designed to help you grow from good to great, mediocre to extraordinary, from small to big. It's my prayer that this gift leaves you with a burning desire to be better and become everything that God wants you to be. So if you want to live a life that overflows and blesses others, this gift is just for you. Claim your free book and and get uh, your free 30-day access to my growth lab. To do that, all you have to do is visit dgmfree.com. That's dgmfree.com.